This is Action and Ambition, the show that takes you all over the world to share interviews with the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their backstory, get the most important lessons they've learned on their road to success, and hear exclusive tips on how to implement their success in your own life. Action and Ambition is brought to you by Entrepreneur Magazine and your host, Andrew Metal. Thank you for tuning in to the Action Ambition Podcast. I'm Philip Lanos, and today we're here with Robin Rivera. She's a multidimensional millionaire S, Mexican medicine woman, and a spiritual business oracle committed to awakening healers and change agents to their unique medicine and sharing it with the world in revolutionary ways. Now, Robin holds three college degrees and is a recipient of 37 awards and accolades for her leadership, community service, and academic rigor studying feminine leadership, consciousness, and social justice. Robin, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Hi. Hey, it's uh, it's good to be here with you today. I think uh, more than ever, people need to find their inner strength. And if there's someone's story that I've heard before who understands the the science and the reality of inner strength and the discovery process of that, I think it's you. And uh, I would like to borrow on that and ask you to share with us a little bit about your journey, if that's okay. Okay, where should we start? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'd like to start where, if you can recall a moment, probably, let's hope that you can. There's a moment somewhere in your life in the past, I'm sure, where you realized you were going to have to do it for yourself and that nobody mm-hmm. else was going to do it for you. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, I do. I mean, there's multiple, there's multiple moments like that. And I do remember from a very, very young age, maybe like four or five years old, really um, declaring that to myself that just based off of my environment that I was going to need to take care of myself and not um, have my own back. And I kind of developed myself in that way. But when the rubber really hit the road was when I became um, uh, pregnant as, as a 23 year old young woman who had been struggling most of her life with just like addiction, abuse, um, just kind of living the fast life and feeling very lost. Once I, um, you know, realized that I was pregnant, uh, something shifted in me and, uh, it got really serious. And I was, I, I guess I could have been panicked that I wouldn't be able to be a good mom, but because of my upbringing, I really had this strong desire to learn how to be a good mom and to provide a life for this innocent child. And it definitely was not going to be the life that I was living, And something, I had a spiritual experience where when I looked at the pregnancy test, this incredible peace washed over me. And I identify that as I would call it the Holy Spirit or grace. And I just knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was going to be able to do this, that I was going to utilize all my resources. I was going to study what does it mean to be a good woman and a good mom And I just hit the ground running and I fell in love with the process of being pregnant. It gave me like enough time to kind of like acclimate from fast life to like calm life. And, and, and how do, how are we going to do this? How am I going to provide for this child? A, how am I going to heal from the past and be sober and, um, and, and, uh, have the emotional like ability to be a mother. 
Um, so I reached out to all the community resources. I found out about all these free programs that helped educate moms and provide counseling. And I joined mommy groups and I, um, I started praying every day and I wasn't, I had really fallen off track of spirituality for a while, but I started working at a yoga studio and walking every day. And when I would walk, I would just pray, you know, cause I was, I needed all the help I could get. So it's like, God, please um, transform me into the woman that you would have me be. Show me how to provide a good life for this child and be the best that I can be. And that's kind of what happened is each, uh, each next level thing that I needed to know to put together this prayer, this puzzle piece um, just appeared. And then my intuition was like, do that. Okay, let's do this. So at the yoga studio, somebody mentioned, oh, you can go to college through the welfare system. And I was like, what? Like, you can get your books paid for. You can get all this stuff paid for. I was like, really? But I have learning disabilities. So how am I going to make that work? Well, they have help for learning disabilities. They do? Wow. Okay. So I applied for welfare, even though everybody was like, don't do it. It's going to be too hard. You know, it's, it's not a good system. I'm so glad I did because I got to be an example of what the system is actually meant for. It's meant to be a bridge for people to have access to resources, opportunity, higher education and stuff. So I, I embarked on a college journey and it was through like that period of time of like being pregnant to like heal, try to love myself in the process of preparing for this child. Then after I had the child, it was this incubator of college, like community college, particularly where I got to really discover who I was and what is my aptitude? How, how, who am I really aside from the label of learning disabled, addict, troubled child? Who am I now as a 23, 24 year old woman embarking on this whole new world? And um, I just decided to give it my best shot. And I thought, you know, I can't go back to my old life. I, I can't cut hair. There's, I can't afford childcare. I'm going to just need to ride this bus until I figure it out and um, get a job that I can afford to pay, support my child. And what happened is my consciousness just um, flowered with each class, with each opportunity. And I was guided to what my greatest contribution would be. And I just fucking, uh, maybe you can't cuss on here. I just like followed what the smart kids did. I hung out where they went. I joined the honor society and I did what they did and I did it better than they did it. And just won a bunch of awards and scholarships. Yeah. That's amazing. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of commitment to who you knew you wanted to be a lot of faith and trust in the process. And I like the way that you said it, you were putting together a prayer, you know, with every step of the way, everything was a, it's like, those that say they they do a meditation walk, right? Mm -hmm. It was very similar in that sense. And this chemical reaction occurred that gave you the calm mm -hmm. internally to trust in the process and have a clear vision of what you knew you wanted to be, which was uh, the type of mother that could care for this child and give them a life that they deserve, right? And, mm -hmm. and beyond that, you began to expand beyond it. Yeah. And actually started impacting others because now you've reached a place where you you work online in your business. Is this accurate? Yeah, I work on and offline, but a big portion of my business is online. Yeah, I see. Okay. And so what was that step like, right? So like you graduate, you, you do all these things and then you start your business or do you start it while you're also doing all that? 
Oh my God. What a journey. I love that you're asking this because it, it feels like it happened so fast, but it wasn't so fast. Right. It was like, I was in my master's degree. Well, first of all, I graduated from UC Berkeley thinking like, I'm going to change the world. And then I looked at the <laughs> job industry, like the job platforms. I was like, what? I can't find a job more than $28 an hour. And there's only like two that I could see myself aligning with. I was like, oh man, I'm screwed. I better go get my master's degree and have some more buy myself some more time. It was in my master's degree that I would, I chose to do a degree that there really was no job at the end of it. It was like, you can be a teacher or you can be an entrepreneur. I was studying consciousness. I was really interested in my transformation. Like, what is this miracle that happened to me? Like, this is incredible. I mean, it's, I need to understand. I need a language and some research to help me talk about this. I'm so glad I was in that, but there was no sure, um, like end job. So I, my intuition said, start studying business now while you're in your degree. So that by the time you get out, you can pay back some of these loans. So I'm glad I did. Um, and I did make some money. I launched a coaching business, um, in my second year of my master's degree, I, I, I sold, sold high end packages right away. I, that's how I was trained to do it. And, um, I was really happy doing that, but it wasn't consistent. And then I, I saw Amy Porterfield doing online courses and I was like, bingo, why would I be a professor when I could just teach my own stuff online and have no glass ceiling? So I worked really hard to launch that and it was a flop, the first one. And, um, I really kind of let the online business thing take a back seat because I needed to make money now. I needed to support my child now. So I got into more like affiliate marketing and I, um, I was studying, um, to be a medicine woman. I, I, I started studying Mexican folk medicine and I was like, you know what, forget the online thing. I'm just going to do these healing circles. Cause this is so natural. I love this. And I, I believe I was divinely guided to do that too, because there was, a natural maturation process that needed to happen inside me to be able to pull off the online business thing, right? To be able to steward wealth and call in a bunch of clients and to lead a team as a CEO, like that's a whole nother ball game that I really was too young inside to, to really step up to that place. So I'm glad I got to focus on my medicine work, my healing work on the grounds, working with people and discovered my inner leadership codes. I call them codes. Like there's like these DNA codes and wiring that we can develop um, that are passed down to us through our ancestry. But so that's kind of what, what happened with um, me stepping into it. And then finally, all the pieces came together again in 2020. I don't know. It was two years ago when COVID hit and I was pushed over the edge um, to relaunch my online business. And it was then that everything lined up my offer was in alignment with my greatest like desire and with what my audience wanted. Um, it, would, it met a need in the spiritual community, which was training ceremonial facilitators to be in a good way. And um, I had all of that kind of inner development and trial and error years that could back it up. So when I put it all together within three weeks of Within three weeks, I had an eighty-three thousand dollars launch, and it's just quadrupled and grown and blossomed since then. Um, yeah, so that's how that's it awesome. happened. <laughs> Does someone need to go through all that trial and tribulation to actually have things align in their life? I believe so. I do. I think that there is a natural refinement process that's happening, and I think the greater the responsibility via wealth and leadership, 
um, the more that needs to be refined. There's a character building process and like a diamond, you know, they, they get beautiful and, and sparkly from the pressure. Um, does everybody need to go through as much initiations as I did? Probably not, but this is my path, you know, and, and I think it's particular to what, what are you here to teach? What are you here to bring to the table? So whatever it's going to take for you to do that in a beautiful way, in a integrated way, holistic, you know, you know, really walking your talk. Yeah. You're going to have to go through life lessons and initiations to be able to do that. And I think that my prayer is such a big prayer. There's, I'm, I believe I'm meant to reach millions of people. So there's a lot, a million <laughs> trials and tribulations to prepare me for that. And it's, it's true. Like the spiritual balls that I have to have to do what I'm doing takes enormous like courage. Yeah. Is there, there was a question <clears throat> I was going to ask and, and, uh, I threw you off with the spiritual ball thing. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it, but it was amazing. It was amazing. Okay. They ovaries. I'm gonna try to ovaries. <laughs> no, I loved it. I was like, yeah, it does take spiritual balls. <laughs> uh, because you do have to have that courage. And it was something in, in regards to not only the trials and tribulations and overcoming that, but also how does one tell the difference between self-sabotage and an actual learning moment? It's all the same. Yeah. It's all the same. The self-sabotage is a learning moment. It's like, oh, here I go again. Here I go. Here we are. You know, what is, what is coming up? It really doesn't matter. And if it's, whether it's life doing it for you, or it's you doing it for yourself, it's the same thing because you are life, you know? And so if your consciousness is in a state where it's repeating self-sabotaging patterns, there's the lesson right there. And just look in the mirror. If it's life happening for you, it's actually someone harming you or someone challenging you. It's the same thing because it's all happening internally, but it, it, it does require a committed, a commitment to self-reflection to be able to see that. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter really to me if it's self-sabotage or it's just trials and tribulations, it's the same initiation because you are life. You are your life. Hey, okay. Uh, with that said, I, I want to direct this over to now what you're doing specifically today. Uh, we kind of hinted at it. You're online and it's exploding. And so what should the listener know about this? About what I'm doing today? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I would say what I'm doing today is being an, a stand for social, economical, and um consciousness liberation <laughs> and, and by any means necessary. And part of that is that I want to be an educate. I want to be a, a voice for um, right relationship with the earth, including earth psychedelic medicines. Um, and I also want to be a beacon of hope and, um, and a trailblazing pathway for the healers, the feminine entrepreneurs who have the desire to not only lead, be rich, but also impact the world. Like people who want to take their life's body of work and bring it to reach many, many, many people for the purposes of good. Like not, I'm not really interested in supporting people making a bunch of money and that's it. I want to support people making a bunch of money, sharing their message and then giving back to their communities and, and, and being a shining example of being honest about white privilege, being honest about um, colonization, being honest about, you know, the capitalism going haywire and just get into the system and use it for purposes of good. 
And so I do that through um, my online mentorship programs. I have a marketing course where we combine ancestral wisdom, quantum magic, and the killer through <laughs> killer modern day time marketing skills through social media, online platforms, building an online brand. And then I have a 12 month mastermind for students who are really at a higher level in their business. Like they've been showing up, but they're just not reaching those six multiple six figures. I can get into their business. I can get into their world and we can just crank it up 10 notches. And those are the people I'm having a really lot of fun with because they get results fast. You know, once they get these frameworks and systems in place, have a banging offer that people really love that screams, I got to have this. Um, and then they back it up with the mindset that matches that um, the dream that they have, then we can really support them. And I'm now also launching live events. So twice a year, I'm going to be hosting three-day conferences. I'm really excited. It's called Sovereign Queens. So it's all about like the feminine archetype of the queen. And the queen is not just like a dictator. The queen is somebody who cares deeply about her community, but she's also badass. You know, she's like, I'm not going to take no shit. I'm going to claim sovereignty in the online platform. I'm going to claim sovereignty with my finances, legality, like all those pieces. So we really want to empower and mentor basically spiritual feminine entrepreneurs. That is badass. <laughs> looking forward to hearing more about that. With that said, where can the listener, now that we know this, where can they go? How do you want them to connect with you? What do you prefer they connect with you with? Like social media, website, email? Yeah, the best place to connect with me where we're like really providing a lot of value and free trainings is inside my Facebook group. It's called Sacred Business for Healers and Ceremonial Facilitators. And inside there, I do a weekly show. We provide tons of value. It's just a beautiful community of women that are supporting each other. So that's one of the best ways. And then the other way would be to reach out to us and book a call. Um, I have an application to take a soul strategy call, which is where me or my team go in there. We take a look at your vision, what you're doing, what you're not doing, and help you come to a realization of what are the next steps to really bring that to life. Because sometimes people say they want to make 250K, but they don't understand what that means. What that means is x y and z and that's what we support them with on these soul strategy calls and they're free okay and uh so they can go is the robin rivera ignites.com is that yeah is that, mm -hmm. that's the one place where most of all these links will be living anyways yeah yes. yeah okay yeah. you can book in right on the front page and now there, there is there is a fun question i ask at the end you're welcome to pass it's really oh, open-ended I, I okay. know it's open-ended <laughs> okay it, it, so there's no wrong answer um, if you could have invited anybody today, dead or alive, to sit here with us, join, listen in, chat, you have, what have you, who would you have loved to have had here and why? And so, you know, people have said things like, I wish my grandparents, parents, kids were here, Oprah, Elon Musk, Alexander the Great, Cleopatra, you know what I mean? So like, there's no wrong answer. Oh my God, this is intense. Jesus. Um, I would, oh, you, do people cry at this point? This is <laughs> there's, would, there's been some serious I, I moments. Might, <laughs> I might cry. Um, I would love for my grandmother, Arlie, to be here. And she passed away when I was a little girl, but I, um, 
she was a woman who was oppressed um, and did not have freedom um, to do anything, have friends or anything. So I think that she would be really proud of everything I'm creating and my sobriety and all this stuff. So that would be cool too. Yeah, to really bring forward the women in my life, primarily my grandmother, who didn't have access to the liberation that women have today. What's your grandma's name? Aurelie. Aurelie. Big shout out to Aurelie. Yeah. Wow. Robin, it really has been a pleasure getting to know you again. It was brief, but it's always mm -hmm. worth it when we have a genuine conversation and can understand where inner strength comes from, where transformation comes from. Being able to look at the obstacles in your life and realize that those are the learning moments, regardless of what they look like, what they feel like. Uh, and understanding that there are resources out there and people like yourself who are helping people reach higher levels. I think it was an interesting conversation and I'm glad that we had it. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to Action and Ambition with your host, Andrew Metal. Please leave a review and subscribe and go to andrewmetal.com for all the exclusive lessons, behind the scenes footage and video content of the show. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Action and Ambition and we'll see you on the next episode.